I really appreciate this opportunity to address all our beautiful and gorgeous Jewish listeners out there on J-Root Radio, the kosher radio station, and certainly it deserves our support, our hakaratatov, for all the beautiful kosher Jewish music and many divrei Torah that's afforded on this great station. We are holding today in Yanade Yoma. Inyanade Yoma means the subject of the day. We have to always be cognizant of what the subject of the day is. And our subject today is Lagba Omer. Lagba Omer. Today is a very happy day. It's Lagba Omer. Take your children out today. Go get some fresh air. Take them to the park. Take them to uh, wherever you want. Take them to the museum. Take them out for a walk on the boardwalk. Is nice. Nice walk on the boardwalk. You go look at the ocean. You look at the sky. You see all the Niflaot Haboreh. It's a great day. It's fun. And then don't forget to take them from an ice cream cone. Take the kids from an ice cream cone. They just they like ice cream cone too. So we are, we have been climbing, and we're still climbing. We're climbing the ladder to perfection of midot. Midot and character traits is preparation for Matan Torah. And we're always preparing, we're preparing for the Matan Torah coming up in Shavuot. And im en derich eretz and Torah. No derich eretz, you can never get the Torah. So we have to cont- continuously uh, aim to refine, to refine our character traits. If you're nice, be nicer. If you're kind, be kinder. If you're polite, be more polite. That's called refinement. Refinement means improvement. So we have to know character traits, midot, include loyalty, to be loyal. We're loyal to the Torah. We're loyal to the rabbis. We're loyal to our husbands and our wives. We're loyal to our children. We're loyal to our fellow Jews. We're loyal to, even got to be loyal, Rabbi Simcha Zissel will explain that loyalty is a midah that runs, through every, runs throughout a person. So you even should be loyal to your gas station. Gas station, yeah. When you go to your gas station, go to the same gas station. That's called loyalty. You should be loyal to your cleaners. Loyal to your grocery store. Loyal to your grocery Why? Because it's your character trait of being loyal. Of course, if they're charging you too much, you can change, no problem. But in general, try to be loyal to these places, which, which is a character that runs throughout. Then you can be loyal to all these other things, and then you'll be loyal to Hashem. We're practicing. We have a midah of patience. We have a midah of energetic. you got to be a go-getter. That's a midah. Be a go-getter. You know, the rabbi would tell us, you, know, you, look, at, you look at an ant, Actually, King Solomon said it. Lech lanemela atzil. Whoa, what a, what, a, what a mishle that is. Lech lanemela atzil. Go to the end, you sluggard. That's old English. In New English, we say, you lazy one, you lazy fellow atzil. Go to the end. Now, Shlomo Amela didn't have to say, go to the end. He could have said, study the end. But he said, go. He wants you to go. Because you know why? Because it's one thing to study Torah, but it's another thing to live Torah. When you live it, when you see it, one thing to learn about building a sukkah, I always say over here. But when you go also, go build it, that's even more. It's one thing, it's one thing to say, I love my fellow man, but go love him. Oh, that's what we're working on today. Go love your fellow man. Go love your fellow Jew. Go love your mother. Go love your father. Don't just say I, to yourself, I love my dad. No, go love him. Go love him. Go show him how much you love him. That's the difference. So lech. Lech means go. So the rabbi will explain, go study the ant. What do you see? Go look on the floor next time. Put a, put a piece of bread on the floor. You see ants collect around the piece of bread. So you see, what are these ants? They're moving and they're moving and they're going and they're sh- they never stop. Did you ever see an ant sleeping on the job? Never saw an ant sleeping on the job. He don't sleep. 
He's energetic. We see that ant is, a, is moving. So we're learning. Look at its ways and become wise. Be chacham. So Rabbi, the King Solomon, Shlomo Melech, goes on to, 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 for us to notice many different character traits that are embedded in the animals of the world and that we can learn those character traits. Of course, we don't need those animals to learn character traits. We learn them from Torah. This is before the Torah. We, learned them, we can learn them even before there was Torah. And midav emunah bitachon, chesed certainly, chesed midav chesed, having kindness. Chesed Hashem malei aris, the kindness of Hashem is fully in the world. So think about that today. Ask your child today, tell me some things of the chesed Hashem that's filling the world. Tell me, enumerate some of those chasadim. It's not enough, not enough to just say, Hashem is all chesed. No, where is he chesed? Well, he's chesed, he gave me a tongue. Gave me a tongue, that's chesed? yeah. When's the last time you ever thought about your tongue? Let's think about it right now. When's the last time you've ever thought about your tongue? You take it for granted. Your tongue is a myriad of miracles. It's an unending, it's an unending amount of miracles. For example, your tongue is a magnifying glass. Did you know that? Your tongue is a magnifying glass. Your tongue is able to, it, it, it's able to magnify. If you have a small little bone in your mouth, your tongue, tongue magnifies it into you feeling like it's a big bone. Why? So you shouldn't swallow on it. Swallow it. shouldn't choke on it. Your tongue, when you feel a little indentation in the tooth, it feels very big. It feels like a big hole. You go to the dentist, he says, nothing. It's not, no problem. But your tongue magnifies things in your mouth for your benefit. That's, a, that's chesed. Your tongue is able to taste. Without a tongue, you're not going to taste. Well, your tongue is able to make you talk. Without a tongue, you can't talk. Your tongue, your tongue is actually part of the digestive system. Did you know that? Your tongue, it, it crushes the food. It brings the food back into your throat. How's that? And tylen is, dige- is, 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 is secreted. It's an, it's an enzyme secreted in the mouth. And the tongue, it swishes around the tylen to digest the food. And so the tongue is doing a lot of things. And while you're talking, while you're eating, how about this? When, you, you don't even bite on your tongue. And you're not even thinking about it. You talk, 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 you eat, 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 and you're not biting. It goes in and out of your teeth, but you're not biting on your tongue. So we have to think, think about the chesed of Hashem with the tongue. And the midah, midah of forgiving. You have to have a midah of forgiving. Very important midah. What a midah. When something happens to you, when somebody does something to you, whatever it is, you have to have a midah of you have to me that I forgive. Forgive and forget. Very important. A guy that doesn't forgive and forget, he's something wrong that he can't can't forget. You gotta forget. Guy apologizes to you, or your wife says something mean to you. You gotta forget it. That's why Chavot tells us that that's one of the miracles of forgetfulness. That you should forget mean things that were said to you, bad things that were done to you. Of course, don't forget Hashem. The, that they gave you that power of forgetfulness. That's the famous, famous mashal that he gives over there. Don't forget the one that gave it to you. Now, midah self-control, very big midah. That's one of the biggest ones is to be able to control yourself. The, the, the powerful man is able to control his desires, self-control. So we're learning Derech Eretz from the holy Tanaim in the Mishnayot Pirkei Avot. They were written almost 2,000 years ago and brought down by Moshe Rabbeinu from heaven 3,300 years ago. Now, these Mishnayot especially selected because of the instruction of Musar 
that our great rabbis, our sages, throughout the throughout the, their study and practice, we can perfect our character in order to be prepared for Hashem's Torah. With this, we can understand why Sefer Bereshit, with only three misvot, precedes Sefer Shemot, which includes the giving of the Torah in many more misvot. So, uh, through the many episodes in which Hashem relates to us in Bereshit, we can see clear examples of fundamental principles needed needed to acquire Torah. Have all these these stories of Abraham, Isaac, Yaakov. That's that's midot tovot. That is Torah mamash. We see in the beginning we see belief in Hashem who created the world. Bereshit bara Elokim et Hashemayim et Ha'aretz. Bereshit bara Elokim Elokim. He created the world and he runs the world. We see good and evil. We see the Nahash. There's good and evil in the world. These are all principles of Torah. We see there's reward and punishment. Cain and Hevel. There's Olam Abba. There's Agan Eden. Loyalty. Eliezer was loyal. Yosef was loyal to his father. Yaakov was loyal. Was loyal even to Lavan. Lavan was cheating him like cheating him all the time. But yet Yaakov didn't cheat him back. He was loyal to his father-in-law. Prophecy. There's Hesed. Emet. Plan and purpose. Divine providence. We see all this in Sefer Bereshit. Hashem has laid down these vital foundations in Sefer Bereshit, which prepare us to go forward to gain Torah. Let's examine some Perkeavot today. In order to build a vessel, a receptacle, to put a guard, to put a guard of our holy and keep, to put a guard on the holy Torah and keep it in your mind and blood with this vessel. That's a vessel to guard the Torah that we are accumulating, acquiring. Let's start with the first Mishnah. First one, first one, first thing in anything is vital, very, very important, most important. They're starting the Tanaim is starting first Mishnah. Actually, it's a Baraita. First Mishnah tells us that we need to believe. Second one to believe in Hashem, Olam Abba. Call Yisrael Hashem Chelak Olam Abba. All Jews, all Jews, have a portion in Olam Abba, in the world to come. We must believe in Olam Abba in order to be considered Jewish. Rambam tells us that, 13 Ikarim of the Rambam, and included as a Jew. It's included in the 13 fundamentals. It means that we affirm that Hashem has created us, Betzelem Elokim, and blew into us a, nish, a holy neshama. How did, what does one have to do with the other? We'll explain it to you now. We're saying over here firstly that you have to believe in Olam Abba. If you don't, you don't believe in God. You don't believe, you don't, you're, you're, you don't believe, you're not a Jew. You don't believe, I'm telling you something strong now. A person does not believe in Olam Abba. He is not Jewish. I don't know what he is. He's not human, actually. A soul, we have to believe that Hashem blew into us a soul, which is a part of Hashem. Now, now, this soul can never be destroyed. It's called Hasha'arat HaNefesh. So if it can't be destroyed, it's eternal. Olam Abba includes our own firm and required belief in reward and punishment in the next world. So we see that if we have to understand that the soul is eternal, and therefore death is not the end, and therefore there is another world, Olam Abba. It's all connected. So make sure you don't miss that one, and that's why the Pirkei what starts off with Olam Abba. Now there are two things, very important, I'm going to tell you now, I heard from my my rabbi, Rav Igda Miller, there are two things that no person has ever seen. Listen carefully. First thing is, Moshe Rabbeinu was asked Hashem, Hareni kebodecha, Hareni na e kebodecha, Hareni derachecha. He told Hashem, I want to know more about you. I want to know how you run the world. 
I want to know how you run things over there. So Hashem told him, Moshe, my son, as long as a person is alive, he cannot understand the depth. He can't go further than you've gone. Already, already you spoke to me face to face, whatever that means. You learned so much from me. But there's certain kavul, there's a line. There's a line that once you're alive, you can't cross that line. When in the next world, we'll, we'll teach you more. You'll see more. So now we learn one thing. When a person's alive, you cannot see Hashem. Number one. Number two. Yeshaya says, Ayn nurata zurat Elohim zuratecha. Says, an eye hasn't seen Elohim zuratecha. Elohim over here means Olam Abba. No eye saw Olam Abba. No eye has ever seen it. No, nobody ever went and came back. So we must gain the mindset. There are two ideas more real than anything else in the universe that I can see with my eyes. More real than I can see with my eyes. Which is what? Hashem and Olam Abba. The rabbi would speak about Olam Abba all the time. I have to know things equal to the same thing are equal to each other. That's what he's trying to tell you. You can't see Hashem, you can't see Olam Abba. It means Hashem and Olam Abba basically are in and in and of itself Shaveh. He would say, Olam Abba is a rare bird. Rabbi Miller would say it's a rare bird, meaning you could listen to the rabbi in shul or your father, Big Sadiq, giving a divrei Torah on the Shabbat table for a long time. Now listen closely now. They'll really mention Olam Abba. Unless someone passed away, they'll say, he went to Olam Abba. But if the subject of Olam Abba is so vital, the question is, why isn't it spoken about more often? How come the rabbi's not that come the rabbi's not mentioning it from the pulpit? And your father's not mentioning it on the table. Why not? Unless you learn Pirkeavod, then he's talking about it. The rabbi would say like this. He says, you know, since it's so vital, the belief in Olamaba is so vital, the Yetzirah will let you discuss all the other subjects, but hold you back from talking about Olamaba, the most important one, second only to the belief in Hashem. That's a big idea. Now, let's continue. All Jews have a portion in the great Ulama Ba, this great Ulama Ba, on condition. What's the condition? The condition is that you believe in it. If you don't believe in it, you don't get it. If you don't believe in Tichat Betim, you don't get it. You don't believe the people get up from the dead, then you're not going to come up. You don't get it. So it's very important. Make sure to be a good businessman. What does it mean a good businessman? Being a good businessman means, what do you got to lose? If you believe in Ulama Ba, you're going to get it. If it's true. And if you don't believe in it and it's true, you're not going to get anything. You're going to stay under the ground. So what, what, do you, what, is it, what do you got to lose? So believe in Ulam Abba. Believe in Tchatim Etim. You got nothing to lose. Believe you me. And why is it that all Yisrael have a portion of Abba? That's a question. Why call Yisrael? Why do all Yisrael have a portion of Abba? So we say in the Zechut of Abraham, Isaac, and Yaakov, the Zechut of the Avot, that's giving us the zechut of, of, of gaining a portion of Lamaba. As Hashem says in, in Sefer Bereshit, why do I love that man? I love that man, Abraham, because I love him. Why? Because Abraham will command his children and his household after him that they may keep the way of Hashem to do righteousness and justice. Ah, and this is what Hashem wants from all of us parents, all of us mothers all of us fathers as well, to raise our children in the ways of Hashem and in our holy tradition and Torah. When Hashem sees that we're following this example of our father Abraham Avinu, Hashem will renew his love for us in the, in the merit of Abraham. The Rambam states in Igeret Teman, a big yesod, 
that all of the bracha that we have ever received in the past and all of the bracha that we're receiving right now, and all the bracha that we'll receive in the future, it's only, only, only because of the merits of the Zechud of Raham Yitzhak Yaakov. Very important. Say that. So at the end of Yamidah, it's a good thing to say, Ribbono Shel Olam, Ribbono Shel Olam, Bizkut Abraham Yitzhak Yaakov. I say that every day. Say, Bizkut Abraham Yitzhak Yaakov, please. Thank him first for everything you got. You've been given and given, and then ask him, please give me health, wealth, good good peace of mind, good children, good wife, give me all the good things in life. Ask why? In the merit of Abraham, it's Hakan Yaakov. Good thing to do. So we Jews have a portion in the Ulam Why? Because we are the children of Abraham Yaakov, like we said. The rabbi would say, you Jews are born with the key to get into Ulam and the Zechut of the Abod. You have a key. You got a key in your hand. But you have to make sure you don't drop the key. Don't drop that key now. Don't drop the key because you may not be able to pick it up again. So you got to be careful what you're learning. Be careful what you're seeing. Be careful who you hang around with. You don't want to drop that key. Because that key is the key to your eternity. The paradox is that as, as vital as belief in Ulam is, and a person is not considered a Jew without it, and in Ahumash doesn't explicitly state the words Olam Haba. That's a pele. That's a pele. It's, it's a question that's, that the Haramim have addressed uh, throughout, throughout, the, throughout the, the millennium. It doesn't say Olam Haba, and, yes, and yet you can't be a Jew without it. Nor does it speak about it directly. Only hints of Pesukim does it give about that. You have to read Pere Chelek in Masechet Sanhedrin. Talk about that. Nor does it command us to believe in it directly. It's not one of the uh, 613 mitzvot that I know of anyway. It says you must believe in Lama Ba. I didn't see it not now. But the truth of the matter is, Rabbi Miller explains that it is. How could that be it is? Where is it specifically mentioned in the mitzvot of the Torah? The rabbi would say like this. He'd say, Anochi has, The first mitzvah of the, of the revelation, Anochi Hashem Elohecha. What does Hashem mean? Hashem means Haya. Literally means Havaya, existence. Haya, Hove, Beihye. He was, he is, and he will be. It means foreverness. It means eternity. It means Olamaba. It means that you, it means it included in that is the belief in Olamaba. So now we know a big, a big secret. We know the secret we didn't know before that Olamaba is a mitzvah. When, when, when you believe in Hashem, you're believing in Olamaba. Pirkei Avot, the oral Torah, does talk about Olam Abba plenty. So does the Gemara, and describes some of it in detail in a mashal, as it says. Ha'olam Rabbi Yaakov said, Ha'olam Azedume Leprozdor, Bifnei Ha'olam Abba. This world is compared to a vestibule, to a hallway, to a place of preparation, before Olam Abba, before the banquet hall. Ha'at kenatzmecha beprozdor. Prepare yourself, in the prosdor, in this hallway. Why? So in order to, to enter Traklin, the banquet hall, where the affair is, it's compared to a hallway leading up to Olam Abba. There, we said it, Olam Abba, Olam Abba, we said it. And the Mishnah goes on to tell us that this whole life, this world, is there to prepare. This is the place to prepare. It's the only chance we will get to prepare. Only chance you're going to get in this life is in this world. In fact, you know, 
האדם הראשון, חווה, הוא קיקט אדם, הוא קיקט אדם גן עדן. גן עדן זה אילוזיון לעולם הבא. They were kicked out, they made the sin, they were kicked out. Adam, wanted, he, made, he made Teshuvah, he wanted to come back in, but he couldn't come back in directly. The Hashem put flaming angels with flaming swords at the, at the, at the entrance to, uh, to Gan Eden. And he said, you can't come back in this way. There's only one way you can come back into Olam Abba, and that's through going through Olam Azeh and earning it. And then you can go through the next portal to Olam Abba, and that is... That is the ground. That's the only way. That is, after 120 years, that is the grave. And that's how you can come into the next door. That's the door to come into Olam Abba. Now this reminds me of the final Shabbat, Shi'ur, which the rabbi gave and I attended. He was about 92, 92 years old at the time. And it was on the Shabbat before the Thursday night that he passed away. On that particular Shabbat, I had changed my seat to the back of the shul. You know why? Because I, I always sat right in front of the rabbi, always. 17 years. During that last shiur, the last few months before the rabbi passed away, he started to call on me to repeat his words to the kahal. And this was very unusual because he never did such a thing. And the previous week, the rabbi called on me twice on the same Shabbat. This was nerve-wracking, made me very nervous, so I decided to change my seat so the rabbi wouldn't see me and he wouldn't call on me. Although, you have to know that before the rabbi would call on me, he would always give me the heads up. He would give me a look in my eyes. And he would repeat whatever he said three times, and then he would call on me. And even if I, if I would falter a little bit when I was saying it over, he would always support me and come in and, 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 and include, he would include uh, his words in what I was saying. So the rabbi finished his shi'ur that week, and he was done. And you have to know, on Shabbat, when he was done, it means he was finished, done. He said, usually said, Shabbat Shabbat Shabbat, Shabbat Shalom, and that was it. It was over till next week. You have to, it was next week. But for some reason, the rabbi did something very unusual, and he started up again, and he said the following. He said, I want you to know something very important. Don't think you're coming back to this world again. Right now is the best life you're ever going to have. This world is the best chance you're ever going to have. Make something good out of yourself. And the rabbi would say, Olam Haba is a good place, it's a good zach. But don't be in a rush to get there, take care of your health, look both ways when you cross the street, don't answer anybody back, especially today, they'll take out a bat and clonk you over the head. You can't tell today, maybe they'll take out a gun, who knows, all kinds of crazy people out there today. So make sure you have to take care, you have to eat properly, sleep properly, Six to eight hours of sleep every night. You have to, you have to take care of, go for a little walk. And take, get, get a little invigoration to your body. Keep things moving. Take care of your health. And that is, You don't want to be in a rush to get to Olam Abba. You must take care of your health. Today is a very happy day. Lag Ba Omer. Today, 24,000 students of Rabbi Akiva stopped dying. Got to see that. Got to think about that. Very happy day. Abishom Bar Yochai, he revealed the secrets of the Torah Hasod, the Zohar, which he brought down while he was in the cave for 13 years. He was hiding from the Romans. And we have his, this Torah and a benefiting from him, from it. It's a, we have a Torah Tanigla, Torah Hasod, and it's a day of Achdut. Very important. Where the Jews get together and feel togetherness 
they're preparing for Matan Torah. I know when we were in elementary school, Mag and David Yeshiva, we had always had an outing for Lagba Omer outing, and they would take us to Prospect Park, for example, and we'd have uh, the three-legged race, the wheelbarrow race, we'd throw the, 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 the uh, baseball throw, we'd have a lot of competition, we'd enjoy ourselves, nice nice way to get together and, uh, and to, to, show, uh, uh, in, to show love for each other. And, and that's what we did. So, so go ahead, take your family to Valley Stream or to, to Central Park and get in, take in the fresh air. Enjoy being a Jew in a free country and thank Hashem for these things. Remember, when you take that deep breath of air, you have to know that air is not free. In fact, air is the most expensive and precious item in the world. And we must pay for it. You see, Hashem puts into the world most of what humans need the most to live. Food, we got a lot of food. You got fish, vegetables, you got meat, the water. Two-thirds of the water, two-thirds of the world is water. Is water. And, in fact, yesterday, the water wouldn't stop coming down from the heavens. A lot of water, a lot of rain. We have to thank Hashem. Hashem is bringing a lot of water because we need that water. We, our bodies are 90% water. And that water is what's feeding the world. It's feeding the, it's feeding the, the grass and the tomatoes and the fruit. All the things we eat is f- being fed by the water. Now, most of the water we're getting, I said two-thirds, is in the ocean. Now, if you try to dip a glass of water, a glib of glass into the ocean and try to drink it, you get sick from that. You can't drink the ocean water. It's full of brine. But so how do we get that water? So Hashem has a system. It's called the rain hashkafa, the rain cycle. The rain cycle, how does that work? Well, there's a million things involved with the rain cycle, and these are all designs. They are not a matter of, of, of evolution, not a development. The rain cycle didn't develop from anywhere. It was implanted into the world that Hashem first put. He put an ocean. Didn't, the ocean didn't... Uh, develop into an ocean. It was put in there an ocean. And then Hashem put in the sky a sun. A sun in the sky. 93 million miles away, He put a sun. And not only one sun, a trillion upon trillions of stars, which are all suns in and of themselves, bigger than our sun. So He put this our sun in the sky, 93 million miles away. You have to know all of our life that we're getting on this planet is emanating from the sun. All the energy we're getting emanating from the sun. When you eat an apple, when you eat a tomato, it's that sunlight in the tomato that is causing you to talk. Think about that. Why are you able to talk, able to walk, able to your heart to beat? Because from energy, the energy is coming from the sun that's going into your food that you're eating. That's a fantastic idea. It's true. You've got to think about that. All from the sun. All the chesed from the sun. Now, Hashem brings the sun... Shem brings the sun in the sky 93 million miles away and it's acting and reacting in a symbiosis with the ocean, with the ocean. And what is it doing? It's distilling, it's evaporating, it's making the water rise. It's water vapor, even lighter than gravity. And it's forming clouds. That brine of water, distilled water, is going up pure and clean and forming clouds in the sky, clouds full of pure water. Now, Hashem brings a wind. Now, listen, you hear all the designs that are going on over here? This is a plan and a purpose. It can't happen by itself. 
you got the sun, you got the ocean, you got the wind, you got all this is being planned, being planned for us. So we have to see it. And Shem is bringing the, the, the clouds over the, over the land, and then the rain falls down like I did yesterday, a ton of rain, and it gives us life. We have to know water, that's life. Water is life. So we see over here, Hashem brings a lot of rain because we needed a lot. A lot of food because we needed a lot. A lot of air because we needed a lot. You don't have to know air. Air is not just air. Air is a mixture. It's a cocktail. It's a cocktail. It's a mixture. Air is a mixture of oxygen, nitrogen, carbon dioxide, inert gases. It has in it some materials. It has in it some water vapor. All of that's mixed up perfect for you. Perfect for your lungs. You have to know, kola ha'ola, bishpili. Everything in this world is made for you. Not made for the horses, not for the donkeys, not for the birds, not for the cows. It's made for you. All those things are made for you. And, and, because you're the pinnacle of creation. A human being is a pinnacle of creation. That's why Hashem created the human being last. Because he is the, the purpose of the whole creation. So we don't, we don't need, you know, we don't need gold or diamonds to survive. You can't eat those things. Therefore, they are in more limited supply. So, we see that Hashem is bringing more things that we need in order to live, like a lot of fish. Fish is food. Now, we certainly don't want to steal the air, but there's no beracha. Did you make a beracha on the air this morning? Did you say thank you for the air? Beracha means that you wouldn't eat, uh, uh, you wouldn't eat a piece of a piece of uh, a cake without thanking Hashem for it, that's stealing the cake. You got to say, Berecha on the cake. Berecha on the, on the bread. Because you don't want to steal the bread, otherwise you're stealing. It's his bread. So, so all of you tzaddikim out there, don't, every morning, but don't wait till tomorrow, tomorrow morning. You could do it right now. Take a deep breath of air. <sighs> and tell Hashem, it's great air you made for me. I love that air. Thank you very much for the air. Very important thing to do. And you're getting, you could thank him all the time for that, but you must thank him, must thank him for the air. Now, when we do that, we're also showing Hakarata Tov, Hakarata Tov, we're thanking, we're showing our appreciation for the air. Now, on this subject, did you ever stop to think that the same air that we're breathing, it's able to sustain, sustain all of the people, the animals, the fish, plants, the birds, the reptiles, insects, all of the creation in this world, they all need air. There's not anything that's, that's alive, that's existing, that, can, that can, can sustain life in this world that can, can do without air. Nothing. So we have to see something very important to see it. It's vital to see it. It's very, very exciting to see it, that this same concoction of air, the same mixture of air works it, like diesel fuel, it's working in your lungs, working in the in the fish's lungs, his gills. It's working in the bird, working in the flower. It's working in the cow, working in the camel. It's working. It's operating. It's it's supplying life in all of these creations in the world. One mixture, one gasoline. So it has to mean that there's one creator, one benevolent designer that designed all of the animals and all of the creations and designed this air that works in all the creation. How else could it be? cannot be any way else. Because, because you can't say it was development 
because all these all these creations would have been dead. They're, they're dead until the, and the air is not a development of air; it's a creation, it's a design. So we have to look at the, look at that. Tell your children about that and gain more more emuna. That's the idea, by the way. You can never gain enough emuna. You cannot have enough emuna. Sadiq So it's irrefutable now. The designer, one designer created everything, and this is a chizuk for emuna. As Harabakuk, he said, Sadiq and even one ounce of emuna that's clear, one additional ounce of emuna that's clear, you gain da'at. It's called da'at. One ounce that's clear is worth a million ounces that's fuzzy. I just told you something very, very important. Ounce that's clear. One pasuk in the Torah that you learn that's clear in the Gemara, it's clear, very clear. It's, it's more weighty, weighty. It's more important than learning all the rest of the stuff that's not so clear, that's fuzzy. It's good to learn it. No, don't, don't get me wrong. But when you have something that's real clear, crystal clear, that is what we're here for. To gain da'at, to gain crystal clear ideas. Now, we know that Rabbi Akiva was Gadol Hador. He was the greatest of a generation. He was a student of the Bet Hillel. Now, the Gemara tells us, in fact, as far as Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Akiva I believe it's the Midrash, Maybe the Gemara tells us that even Moshe Rabbeinu told Hashem, you know, he should have given the Torah through Rabbi Akiva. He's painting, he's putting all the crowns on the letters, he's doing a lot of things that, some things that, that are very, very great, very profound. And, you know, maybe he should give it, maybe he's better than me. So Hashem said, you be quiet, I know what I'm doing, don't tell me what to do. So, but however, we see from this how great Rabbi Akiva was. And he wasn't born great. Until he was 40 years old, he was a Bura He knew nothing, zero. And he hated the Chachamim, jealous, actually. And still, he ended up overcoming all of that with his, with his, 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 his uh, humility and also his Midot, great Midot, and his desire to excel. He had a desire to become great. And the truth of the matter is, it's a big model for us. A person shouldn't wait till he's 40, certainly. But if he's 40, 50, 60, 80, 90, he has to know we take the model of Rabbi Akiva and we say that we can become great. Of course, the Mishnah Perkei Avot, which we're learning here, says, says over there in don't say when I have time, I will learn. The guy says, I got when I got time. Tonight, I'm staying home. Today, I'm not going to shul. When I get, when I have time, when I have time, Sunday mornings, I have time to go to shul. But I'm late. I have. I, I want to go out with the kids Sunday morning. Whatever excuses they're giving, so you got to say, the rabbi in the Perkavot says, "Don't say when I have time." Eshne, eshne is like mishnah. Eshne means I will learn. Don't say because why? Shema lo tipane. Because maybe. You won't have time. Maybe Hashem will keep you, A, too busy, tipul v'tirda, as the, as the Misal Hashem says, too busy, or maybe you won't have any more time. The clock's going to run out. And then you're going to say, oh, I wish I had more time. The clock ran out. Maybe you end up in a coma. Maybe in a hospital bed. And you say, I always wanted to learn that Masechet. I always wanted to learn with the rabbi. I always wanted, I thought I'd have more time to do it. 
Don't think you're going to have more time. That's the idea over here. Very, very important idea. It's vital. The idea is vital. It's vital to all of us. I'm talking to myself, of course. So, over here, Rabbi Akiva, he realized that Hayom Katsar I believe I believe Hillel said that. Hayom Katsar, the Rabbi Akiva. Hayom Katsar Same idea. The day is short and there's a lot of work to do. It means life is short. Life is short. The day is short means life is short. And there's a lot of work to do. The idea, first idea is to realize life is short. How many people think that life is forever? We gotta know life is short. The Yetzirah is trying to tell us you got plenty of time, mister. Life is short. Enjoy yourself. Eat, drink, be merry. Because tomorrow we die. That's the Greeks. We're not the Greeks. That's the mantra of the Greeks. That's what they live by. Got to do it today. Just do it. Like uh, Michael Jordan would say, just do it. Rabbi Miller would say, just don't do it. Just don't do it. Say no to yourself. So, we're talking over here that the time to do it is now. So Gamanat tells us of the, about the tragic, tragic death of the world's Torah scholars, which was in, which was in the 24,000 rabbis. It was because why? Because they did not show respect. respect. We've got to say, enough respect. It's hard to say they didn't show respect. For sure they show respect. They didn't show respect. They didn't show enough respect to their level. They didn't show the ultimate respect. They didn't. Sh- if we were there, we would we wouldn't see, have seen it at all. Believe you me, it's dak minadak. It's a speck of a speck. These people were the greatest people. Don't think they weren't respectful of each other. They were, but not on the level that they're supposed to be. Fine. Again, it's not me to say such things. The Gemara said it, but that's what the Gemara says. The Gemara expects more. When you're righteous, Hashem expects more from you. Right? Expects a lot more from you. That's why even Hashem expected more from Nadav Abihu because they were very righteous. He expected more from them. So they were dealt with accordingly. It's more stormy when you're close to the storm, close to the center of the storm. But it's also more pleasurable when you're close to the center of the storm. Let's look at the positive side. The rewards are greater when you get to more of the of the center of the center of the storm, so to speak. So now don't think we would have noticed any disrespect. Don't think so. Rabbi Akiva was famous to say the Mizvah in Torah, we had it in a couple of weeks ago, Parashah, to love your fellow Jew as you love yourself. And that's what we're working on today. That's Abudah. The source of the Hava and the respect of our fellow Jew is what? Selem Elohim. When you realize that a Jew is made in that Selem Elohim, then you're going to have a much easier time of loving your fellow Jew. Look at him. Look at that face. It has a Selim Elohim. It's a friendly face. It's made in the image of God. So we used to, when I was in the Mag and David Yeshiva, over 50 years ago, we, we performed this, uh, this uh, as a like, a, like a play. So we sang, I'm going to give you one verse we sang because I remember it till today. So over 53 years ago, we sang like this. Amari biakiva, Amara biakiva, Beahafta lere acha, Lere acha ka mocha, Beahafta lere acha, 
ירח כמוך, זה כלל גדול, גדול בתורה, זה כלל גדול בתורה, זה כלל גדול בתורה. The great tenant of Torah, the great principle of Torah, to love your fellow Jew like you love yourself. Ta'ata Slabatka, Alava Shalom, Rabbi Natan Tzvi Finkel, he was a student of Rabbi Yisrael Salanta, and he emphasized this yesod of recognizing Gedulat Adam, the greatness of men. And we have many students of that. One was Rabbi Chenech, Rabbi Chenech Leibowitz, Chanech. He was the founder of the Yeshivat Chavetz Chaim. And he also perpetuated this ideal. He wrote, they wrote a book. His students wrote a book called The Majesty of Man, also Pinnacle of Creation. Both of them told Majesty of Man, that's Gedulat Adam. Pinnacle of Creation, that's man. Man is the height of creation. Of course, we have to act that way. We don't want to continue to, 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 be a, uh, to be a source of, of Kedush Hashem, by showing what we can be, who we can be, how great we can be. To be able to walk, to work on and see the godliness in every person and respect them and become aware of Hashem thereby. So one practice you have to have strategy, the practice you have to have is, first of all, you have to know where the greatness of a man is coming from. It's coming from, of course, God blew into man a soul. So that soul is a piece of Hashem. He took a piece of Hashem and put it into you. You have a piece. Whatever that piece means. It doesn't make Hashem anything less. He's got plenty of soul. He's all soul. So you have that piece of greatness, of godliness inside of you. And that godliness is forever. can never be destroyed. And that is projecting. This is the way the Rabbi Miller would describe it. The greatness in your soul is projecting, is being projected on the screen of your face. That's a screen. Your soul, your soul is a projector, and your face is a screen. And it's projecting that screen, it's projecting the greatness is being projected on the screen of your face. So we can practice this by the following stratagems. When you wash your face in the morning, this is a this is a fantastic strategy that I do all the time and costs nothing. And it doesn't take any effort, and you can all do it, and the, and the benefits are exponential, exponential. So every day, every morning when you wash your face, you pat your face dry, and you pat it, and you look in the mirror and say, I am dusting off the statue of the king. Hillel said that, by the way. He said, I'm going to dust off the statue of the king. Why is that? Because I am a statue of the king. I'm a statue, I'm an image of Hashem. I'm a statue of the king. So I'm dusting it off, reminding me who I am. I'm a statue of the king. I'm reminding myself that I am great. I'm so great that Hashem wanted, me, wanted, wanted to know that how great I am. I'm, not, I would, I'm great. Even if Hashem didn't want me to know it, I would still in, inherently be great. But he's, He loves me so much and He wants me to know it. It's even greater. Gedolah shenodat lo. That Hashem loves us even more. Why? That He told us about it. So, we want to know how great we are, how great our potential is. You're going to school today, all you kids out there going to school, you should know that you can get, you can be the greatest in school. Why? Because you have a Salem and you have a peace of God, you can be, your potential is unlimited. All you people out there, your potential is unlimited. And 
your friend's neighbor, your friend's potential, your neighbor's potential is unlimited. He's also creating Sayyidina Mokim. How much respect you got to give him? How much respect? So we're learning Pirkei Avot. So let's quote a Pirkei Avot. It says like this, Who is honored? The one that honors people. Biryot, that's people. Creations. Who is honored? The one that honors creations. Well, we know when you give your person a little respect, he gives it back to you. This is a natural thing. You act nice to your friend, he acts nice back to you. So no, you want to get you want to get your friend to like you, show how much you love him, he'll it'll come back to you. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but keep working on him. It'll come back to you. Show him how much you respect him, like him, put your arm around him. It may take a little while, depends. Sometimes he's a, he's a tough cookie sometimes, but don't give up. Don't give up. It'll come back. But the Perkavo the, brings a pasuk, a funny pasuk, to, to emphasize this. And that's what we're talking about. Pasuk says, Ki achabed. Pasuk brings a, they make a pasuk, God is talking, he said, because whoever respects me, I'm going to respect. So Rabbi Miller asks, what do you mean respect? I'm talking about, we're not talking about God, we're saying, we're talking man. Who is the man that gets respect? When you respect another man, you get respect. Now you bring him in pasuk about God. What are you? We're not talking about God. God says when you respect mechabedai, you respect a person. You're respecting me. That means to tell us what we're saying over here that a person is selim Okim. When you respect a person, God says you're respecting Hashem. It means to tell us all mizvot ben adam lechaviro, all mizvot between men and fellow men are actually mizvot inclusive of mizvot of ben of ben adam lemakom between men and Hashem. Because his fellow man is created in the image of Hashem. So I told you the first strategy of washing your face in the morning. I'm going to give you another strategy on that, about the face. Very big strategy. Once you realize that your face is created in the image of Hashem, if you have sometimes in mind to answer somebody back, or to say a mean word, or maybe to go to look at something you shouldn't look at, or to hear something that you shouldn't listen to, or to do something off-key that you know, what do you do? Pat your face. Take your hands and out of your pocket and pat your face and say to yourself, I'm creating in Selim Elohim. I can't do something like that. So you could, why? Because you forgot how great you are. But if you realize that you're a son of the king, you're a prince, then certainly you wouldn't stoop to doing something like that. To saying Lashonara, you wouldn't stoop to it because you forgot who you were. And another strategy of gaining the cognizance that you're created in Selim Elohim, which we're working on right now, is practice seeing, practice that Hashem is looking at you. Yirat Shemaim. Again, Yirat Shemaim. So we're trying to say that earlier, that a man is created, that the, 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 the uh, soul is a projector and it's, on the, it's, and, and it's projecting the greatness on a man's face. So when you see a man, try to think that Hashem is looking at you through the, through the eyes of his face, which he is. That's the, that's the projector that's coming from his, from his neshama. So try to practice once in a while that when you're standing in front of a person, straighten up, straighten up your shirt, fix your tie, keep your mouth shut. Why? Because you're standing in front of it. Say the Elohim, Hashem is looking at you through His eyes. So Rabbi Akiva tells us the Pirkei Avot, Haviv Adam How beloved is man that is created in the image of God. It's a bigger, it's a, it's a bigger love. Beloved, that he told us about it. Why? Because it's, it's and we have to have hakarata tov. Why? Because it says in our Gemara, person gives a gift to somebody, he's obliged to tell him 
that he gave him the gift. Don't just give a gift anonymously. Write on the gift. I hope you enjoy this gift. Love, Jack. I hope you enjoy this gift. Abraham. No, that he should know where it comes from. Why? And it's derech eres to do that. Because you should tell him how good the gifts is, first of all. Tell him this is a good book. This is a good a good ring. A good a good fruit. Whatever it is, tell him how good it is. That's good. Why? In order that he should enjoy it more. You know, we learned that from God himself. When Adam, Harishon, was getting married, God brought Chava to Adam. He brought it himself. And he built her hair. He made her hair. He made he he he, he was the hairdresser. Why? Because he wanted because he wanted Adam Harishon to know how good his wife was. Why? Because he wanted him to enjoy her more. So he brought him to her personally. Brought him to her. So the same thing with that gift. You bring it to a person personally, you write your name, he enjoys it. Tell him how good it is, first of all. Tell him how good the gift is. Tell him how good so he should enjoy it more. Now, and tell him where it's coming from. Like when your mother tells you how good the meal is she prepared for you, it is. Tell mom, thank you for the meal. Well, today we know is, well, you know, you know today's Mother's Day. Very important to know that. It's an important day to know. And maybe you're going to go out with your mother today. Maybe you'll come to the house. You'll give her some gifts. At least give her a card. Very important to give your mother a, a, a card. Boom. But important to write something in that card. Write something personal in that card. Write something, dear mom, you know, I want you to know how much I appreciate everything you did for me and doing for me, how you, how you, how many meals you fed me, how you taught me how to walk, taught me how to talk, how you watched me in my life, how you cared about me, how you came, what, waited for me when I came home, you put me to go to school, all the things you did for me and more. Mom, I appreciate everything you did for me. Sometimes I didn't tell it to you. Maybe I didn't. And I want to tell you right now, Mom, I want to tell you today especially, I love you, Mom. All your... All you boys and girls out there, you're still lucky enough to have a mom. Make sure you tell your mom today. Don't tell me now. I tell her all the time. I always tell Forget about that. That's a bluff. Tell her today at least. Forget about all the time. Tell her today. Tell her tomorrow. Tell her Sunday. Every day you want to tell her, tell her. But at least today, take upon yourself. I'm going to tell my mother. I'm going to go buy her a card. You know, I'm going to write on a piece of paper if that's what you want to do. Write on a piece of paper, put, draw a couple of hearts on the paper, and tell them, Mom, I love you. You're the best mom in the world. You do everything for me. Write that down. Give it to your mother. You'll be doing one million mitzvot when you do that, by the way. One million mitzvot. And we'll be doing certainly this mitzvah that we're talking about. You're loving your fellow Jew like you love yourself. You know, your mom is only is, is your closest relative besides your wife. And let's say you, you're not, if you're not married, then your mother is your closest relative to you, your mother and your father. So you have to love, when you say love your relative, talk, talking about love especially, your closest ones first. And your closest ones are your, your mother, your father, your wife, your sister, your, brother, your brothers, your family. The your children, your family come first. Of course, Claudia said is also our family, for sure. But we practice on the ones that are closest to us. They come first. When you have a choice, they come first. Of course, we want to wish all the Claudia sale today 
good health, long life, good children, a lot of money, the ability to learn Torah properly, all the good things that we wish all of them berachot v'hatzlacha, to all of them, all kulanu Yisrael achim, we're all brothers, absolute, absolute brothers and sisters, all of us, of course, but the first ones we got we got to appreciate, that's our mother and father, sisters and brothers, our wives, uncles, aunts, children, all the people that are closest to us, then you could appreciate the people that are not all the Jews that aren't as close to us, that are the ones that we enact with, that we every day, that, that's part of our lives all the time. So we have to appreciate them. So today, don't forget to tell your mother how much you love her and thank her for the meal all the time. So you can now love the giver. Oh, so another reason we are telling a person where it came from so you can love the giver more. Very important to tell them because so you can love the giver more. It should, it should say, Yerbu, you should know who to thank. I don't know who to thank. That's why Hashem told us in His Torah that we're made in His image. So now He told us, now, if you should think about this, that Hashem states in a few places in the Bereshit, don't miss it, that mankind is created in the Bereshit and Okim, and yet, at the same time, we must believe that Hashem has no body, no image. At the same time, that we have, it's a contradiction. And we are created in the image of God, and he has no image. The answer is only Hashem could tell us that, that we're creating his image. We could never say such a thing because it's vital. It's Yesoda Torah. So he's going out on a limb, Hashem, to tell us this vital information, even though he has no image because he loves us so much, and yet he has no image. So Rabbi Akiva is teaching us how to attain by gaining the consciousness and the awareness that a man is created at Selim and Okim. And they will give people that respect and love. This is our tikkun for the death of the 24,000 students of Rabbi Akiva. So now, we give you the famous story of the Goy that came to the Hillel and he said, convert me, convert me, I stand on one foot. Hillel told him, okay, pick up your foot and let's go. And Hillel told him, what's hateful to your fellow men, don't do to you. what's hateful to yourself, don't do to your fellow men. Hillel said, love your fellow men, Jew like you love yourself. The rest is zil gemur. The rest is all perush. The rest of the perush of Torah. But the question on Hillel is: Al Torah is comprised of mitzvot ben adam lachaberu between you and your fellow man, and also between you and Hashem. Eat kosher food that has nothing to do with your fellow man. You keep Shabbat has nothing to do with your fellow man. So how can we? How can Hillel say? Is it an exaggeration to love your fellow man? Is who's the whole Torah? That's a big question on Hillel. So what does? Shabbat and Tefillin have to do between Mizvot ben Adam lechaveiro. So the rabbi gave us two answers. One, famous Rashi says, well, the majority of Torah is between man and a fellow man. So we go rubo kekulo, go according to the majority. Majority said between men and fellow men. So we go according to the majority. That's one answer. That's a derech of Torah. Another answer is, how are we going to put together, how are we going to uh, explain that that Hillel said that that uh, that the rest is that, that the whole Torah is the majority of Torah is is your obligation between you and your fellow man. The rest you have to explain. The rest is explanation, extrapolation. So he says that it's no, it's the same thing. It's part of the upon parcel the half of the same thing. The half of the reacha. Reacha means your best friend upstairs. He's your best friend in the whole wide world. He created you. He feeds you everything. But after the reacha kamocha. You should love your best friend like you love yourself. And 
that's inclusive of your friends out there, your flesh and blood. Perkavo tells us, Im en yira en chokhma. Reshit chokhma yirat Hashem. Yirat Hashem hi chokhma v'alokim asa shirum avra. So what is it? It's all about awareness of Hashem. And this is the great purpose of life, which we must utilize all available reminders in the world, including seeing Hashem in nature in the Torah, training ourselves to notice the power, the kindness, and the wisdom that's continued, that's contained in every natural creation in in the universe to gain Yirat Shamayim. This is why Hashem created it. To make known to the sons of men of his, his strength. Let's examine a tiny lice. If we could squeeze this in the last minute, we'll try. Let's examine a tiny lice. See the wonders of God and the wisdom and, and the love of God. So, you have a tiny lice in the world. That lice, what does it do? How does it exist? It sucks blood. It sucks blood from, from, from skin, skin of animals, a mosquito from the skin of a person. So how is it able to suck that blood? Well, Hashem puts in its mouth a razor blade. There's a razor blade in his mouth, and it cuts in the skin a little cut. And from that cut, it's able to suck the blood. Now, only one problem. In a person's skin, and even an animal, there's a coagulant. And that coagulant stops the blood from flowing. So how does, the, how does it continue to exist? It's bringing blood, but it's stopping from flowing. So here's the unbelievable kindness. Hashem puts an anticoagulant in the lice that does that 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 stops the coagulant from working so the blood continues to come out so the lice continue to eat that is a design when you see that you got to say what a design what a designer if he's making sure that the lice eats how much more he's caring for us and his with us with his children how much more he's he's he's, he's, he's allowing for us to eat in this world and that we see the love of Hashem but how, so we see we have to emulate Hashem we have to love Racha Kamocha just the way Hashem loves us. We have to love our fellow Jews. Ay, ay, ay.